Hello and welcome to the December episode of the Uxbridge FM podcast, where each month we chat to different people around Uxbridge and find out what they're up to. This month, of course, it's the C word. Yes, Christmas is coming. So I thought I'd grab a couple of church leaders from the town and find out how their churches are celebrating Christmas. First off, we're off to the Kingsborough Centre. In case you don't know it, it's just by Marjack's Roundabout. Well, I'm joined now by Tundi Balligan, who is pastor at Kingsborough Church in Uxbridge. Hi there, Tundi. Yeah, hello, Steve. Good afternoon. Nice to be with you today. And just before Christmas, I thought we'd catch up with you because I know the Kingsborough Church do a lot of great work throughout the year. There's also more work being done over Christmas and the new year. But first of all, give us a bit of a history on on the Kingsborough Church. How did it all start? Yeah, thank you, Steve. Um, I'm so delighted to be with you here this afternoon. Yeah, Kingsborough Church is part of a Christian charity. We find ourselves getting involved. Apart from doing church, we make sure that we get involved in everyday life of people, not necessarily people who go to church, but anybody at all within the community in terms of getting involved with them and providing services that can support and help them to have good quality of life. But the Kingsbury Church, which I'm the pastor, we are a bunch of people who get excited about using what we study in the Bible, principle of the Bible, to see how we can support each other, add value to each other's lives, but also each other's lives of people within the community and the society we find ourselves. So you're currently based in a location just off Marjack's Roundabout in Uxbridge, a building you have there, which you also have a nursery. And you also run the food bank, which is amazing. How did that start? Wow. It's a few years back now. I remember then we pride ourselves in getting very involved in community projects. And that was the whole essence of the Hillenden Food Bank. It was um, in 2009 that I had a trip to Cambridgeshire where I went to visit a brother-in-law of mine who was going through chemotherapy. And um, we were standing right in front of his house. And then we saw a little girl who ran across the road opposite his house wearing food bank in front of the T-shirt. And I noticed the image or the girl, but didn't pay any attention to it. But shortly after then, I heard said to me, clearly audible voice that take note of that image I just showed you. After about 20 minutes, I heard the reminder again to say, don't forget the image I showed you about that little girl. So that got me curious. So I asked my brother-in-law that a while back, I saw a little girl wearing a T-shirt with food bank on the chest of it. What was that about? Well, he said, oh, we do this charity work here in um, the community where we collect food and we give it to those who don't have food. And after he explained to me, I heard straight away after then, take that project to London. I'm going to be working on it with you. And... I was, I thought, I have never heard about it before. We came back to Oxbridge. Overnight, I googled and found what was Food Bank about. I found it in Salisbury with Trusted Trust. And then it was Buddy who has been there. And then the next morning, I called them to say, oh, this is who I am. Da, 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 da. We want to find out more about it. Spoke to a man called Jeremy. And then Jeremy said, oh, 
he was a bit hesitant talking to me when he heard I was from London. And I said, why, why are you hesitant? And he said, well, we've had such many calls like this from London that never came out of it. We've been trying to go to London for a long time, but people who come, who inquire about it from London says, three things he normally said, there are no hungry people in London. It's too big a project. We don't have the time to commit to it. It's very capital intensive, human resources intensive. We're not going to be able to do it. And they drop off. I said to him, well, for me, I said, I'm a pastor. I'm not calling you because I wanted to call you. I felt a sense of duty to call you by an instruction. That's what I'm calling you today. He said, oh, I've never heard that before. That is different. So, okay. And that was how we started. He said, he will come and see us. I said, no, we will come and see you. So we traveled all the way to Salisbury, met with him. He showed us around. The more we looked around, the more I thought, this is huge. And this is what we would like to do. And that was how we came back. The rest of it is history today. That was the beginning of the Hillingdon Food Bank. 2009, in March, I remember then, we had the first effort towards uh, starting the food bank here in Oxford as the first food bank in London. So you started in a small warehouse. It wasn't in the current location, was it? I don't think. No, it wasn't a warehouse, actually. It's in a bookshop because we had just built a bookshop in the church. I had to go to the church to say to the church, can we borrow the bookshop for a new project that we just found that we had to do urgently? And the church said, oh, we want to use this. And then, of course, they agreed. We see at the bookshop to today, but that was the first warehouse that we started. It was a small store, newly built, and then we had it there in the, in the premises of the church. That was the first storage of the food bank. Now it's on the Denham Road, and uh, it's quite an amazing building, isn't it? It's huge. I mean, they've, how many volunteers are there? Ooh, talking about volunteers, I'm always so thankful to our volunteers. We have huge number of kind-hearted, wonderful volunteers who come from across the borough. 70 of them in the warehouse itself who come at different times during the week either to drive or to sort food or to pack food, to do different kind of things and move things around, you know, just have to date food, you know. So we have a huge number of volunteers who come, but that's regular volunteers. We have those who come from corporate companies, group of 10, group of 15, from various companies within the borough and outside of the borough. So we have a number of, and then we, distribution centers as well have their own volunteers. So there's a number of volunteers behind the scene that we don't see every day, but they do remarkable work. And do you know the kind of things that they're, they're in need of? I went there and they said, oh, by the way, um, don't bring us pasta. We've got plenty of pasta. <laughs> We but actually, <laughs> um, other things, are you aware what they, they need we actually We actually have Pasta Avenue, we call it. Yes. You know, so a whole wall of pasta. There are a number of things that always run out so quickly. The meat, the fish, the sauce, sugar, jam. But it's not just food, is it? It's also toiletries, I think, Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, toiletries. I mean, we never used to do toiletries, but we find out that we get the odd number of toiletries donated and we usually put it aside to say oh if we find clients who need it we'll say oh can you just pick up but over the years it's grown to become one of the things that people need especially toiletries for ladies toiletries for 
even for children. I mean, I mean, nappies, you know, I mean, nappies are very expensive. So mm-hmm. when we have, I mean, we have a huge number of nappies being donated now. We're so I mean, happy when we see new mothers who don't have how to get those ones and we give to them and they're so joyful, so happy that mm-hmm. um, they could have such. So you wear a number of hats, don't you, in, in the town, as well as being the pastor at the church. You're also the mayor's chaplain. What do you have to do for that role? I didn't have to do anything. I just have to be the pastor of the church where the mayoral candidates come from. And um, thankfully, we have always known that the church, Kingsborough, we are very involved in community engagement, in area of politics and government as well. We teach people in how to serve in the area of public office. So we've over the years, we've encouraged people to go and become school governors, to go and become part of those who help out in organizations. I was once a chaplain of an accounting firm here in Oxford. So we, we encourage people to go out like that, to be involved. So it was wonderful when Councillor Becky and her husband, Marius, they, they became part of our church um, a few years ago. Knowing who Councillor Becky is, very agile, very involved in serving the people and so on. So I was delighted um, when last year she mentioned to me that, oh, she's likely to become the mayor at some point in time in the future. And she's prayerfully looked at it that she would love for me to be her chaplain when that happens. Of course, that was very delightful news for me. And we have been in that role now since she was um, she was sworn in as um, as the mayor of Hillenden, uh, May 2021. And it's been an, a remarkable privilege for me to serve as her chaplain. Mm. She's very busy. The other thing you do is the Neighbourhood Prayer Network. So explain a bit about how this works. Yes, I mean, Neighbourhood Prayer Network is an umbrella prayer body network across the United Kingdom. We help and encourage people to take spiritual responsibility of their streets and of their community and of their neighbourhood. We do three things. We encourage the people as they take spiritual responsibility of of their streets to pray for their streets. That means the people of the street to care for them and also to share about what it is that they do so that they can share amongst neighbours. I've been involved with the Neighbourhood Prayer Network for about six years now and we do so many things and I remember having served as a trustee with the body. We have done so many things with with neighbours from different places, different locations. This specific initiative is to help people to know how to get involved with their people in their community, in their streets. During Christmas, we call it Together at Christmas. We see this helping people to know their neighbours, to get involved in their neighbours, especially in this very trying time that we are where we haven't been through COVID and then the war in Ukraine and then all this cost of living things, it makes some people withdrawn, withdrawn to themselves because they don't have an option. Mm. So this initiative is to help people go out of our way to see how we can get involved with ourselves and amongst ourselves. So, So this is really a project around Christmas that we say together at Christmas, we can get involved together. So you've got these cards that you've brought, which look like menus initially. The website's on there, togetheratchristmas.com. 
So you've got four cards presented in a kind of menu format. Christmas Eve, Boxing Day, Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. So first of all, on Christmas Eve, we're supposed to create or use a street WhatsApp group to start the Christmas chatter and maybe find out if a neighbour needs a prescription pickup today. That's your starter. Your main course on Christmas Eve, ask a neighbour if they need any last-minute shopping. Does a needy neighbour have enough gas or electric in their token meter? And consider sharing the Daily Hope phone line number with a friend. That's 0800 804 8044. You could drop off a Christmas hamper to a needy neighbour or take some toys and wrapping paper around to children of a needy family. That's your main course. Correct. And then we've got dessert. Create a secret gift group with some lonely neighbours, one item per person, or go carol singing with friends outside isolating neighbours' homes. There's some great ideas there, and that goes through different ideas on Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and then New Year's Eve. Where can we get these cards? Then we can pick them up somewhere, can we? We have the e-copies, which we can make available from the website. The idea behind this is that these are simple ideas of what is out there and that people don't know about. For example, someone like me, I started a WhatsApp group on my street during the pandemic. And it still exists until today. We got to talk about ourselves. We share information. We talk about things happening on our street. We get to encourage one another. And things that not everybody is on it, but for those who want to be on it, we're still on it as friends, as neighbors, and as people who care for one another. So it's a great idea to help people to just get out of themselves and get involved with somebody else. And it's not going to end at Christmas it will start at Christmas, but it could be something that will go a long way beyond Christmas and into many more years to come. Perhaps a resolution for 2023. Absolutely. To do those more neighbourly things. Mm. Tell us what's happening at the Kingsborough Centre then over Christmas. You've got obviously um, festive services happening. Um, what, what's happening there? This Christmas season, on Christmas Day, we are having what we call Chris Jama service. Chris Jama service is, we believe so much in families. We encourage people to get involved in their families, interact with their families. Of course, we are family people, but we don't get to interact with our family, especially in this day and age of social media and gadgets and so on. You see people, everybody's in the same house, but nobody talks to themselves. Everybody's on their gadgets and their phone in different corners. But what we said is that on Christmas Day, which happened to be on a Sunday this year, we're encouraging people to make breakfast together, make a meal together, and then eat the meal together. And we're going to have a service on YouTube at 11 o'clock a.m. You can be in your pajamas. You don't have to dress up to go to this church. You don't have to do anything. Just make your meal, gather together as a family, and we're going to eat together and be on the service watch online. So it's going to be an online service, a virtual service, in your different homes, in our various homes, wherever you are. You might even be on holiday. You might be in your quiet area of your room or any part of the country, any part of the world. But just let's gather together. Let's have beautiful time to celebrate together and um and that is what we plan to do on christmas day beyond christmas uh, of course boxing day we're going to have a free time to get involved with ourselves and then between 29 30th we have what we call prophetic prayer time where we want to wrap up the year on a high note 
to pray together, to look forward to next year, aspire and sum up what is it that we have seen this year, what are the aspirations that we have achieved this year, and we want to thank God for that, we want to celebrate that, and then reflect on what we might not have been able to achieve this year and see how we can project it into the coming year. We have that called going for gold. We call it going for gold. We always wrap up our year with going for gold every year where we pray together, we thank God together, we celebrate together, and that is two days before the year runs to a close. And on the last day of the year, at 9 p.m., we have a watch night service, which will be a really good, energetic, wonderful praise session where we invite anybody, even those who haven't been to church for many years or ever before, come together. Let's just celebrate and look at the coming year and enter into the new year from 9 p.m. to 12 midnight. When we enter into the new year, we'll be right in the presence of God, celebrating with one another and enjoying the presence of God into 2023. Fantastic. And where can we find more information about Kingsborough? Is there a website? Yes, yes, we have our website, which is www.kingsborough.org.uk. And um, you can find majority of everything that we do there, either on the church front, on the community front, our nursery, the Healing and Food Bank, and our partners. All the things that we do is right there on our website. We join you. We welcome you to come and visit us, come and see what we do. Come and join us. Come and just support us. Or maybe just come and try it out to see, oh, what are these guys up to? I mean, I'm sure you'll be, you'll be excited about it and you you like to do what you can do. The actual building is fairly is fairly plain. It's great to see that you're not sort of focused on the building. Your outreach work and your your friendship and what you do in the community is totally everywhere um, in Uxbridge, which is great. Yeah, the the idea of church is never meant to be the building. Church is actually people. Each time we mention church, the the first thing our mind does is go and see the building. The building is totally different from what the church is supposed to be. Church is a group of people. The Bible says, I mean, wherever two or three people are gathered, I will be there with them. That is church. So we could have church right here as we're talking. We can have church on the street. After all, there are many places where there are no buildings, but there are churches of people who gather together, who huddle together, and who have church together. So so it is it's instructive that you say, I mean, you mentioned our building is a regular building out there. We've met in hotels, in schools, in warehouses, different places. Of course, my just roundabout is home for us, and we're glad we settled there. The main concern right now, of course, is, is it warm in there? That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. I think we should probably just start a big fire outside and just all huddle around it, um, all the waste pallets and things. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Tunde, for coming and telling us all about the Kingsborough Church and the work that you do in the community. Yeah. And um, head to the website there to find out more information on what's going on over Christmas. And as Tunde says, why not go and meet your neighbours, start a WhatsApp group, ask if they need any shopping or if they need any help over Christmas. Let's get more friendly in Uxbridge. Thank you. Thank you very much. And from the Kingsborough Centre on the Marjax Roundabout, it's a short walk to St Andrew's Church. Right, it's a warm welcome to Andrew Studdart Kennedy, vicar at St Andrew's Church in Uxbridge. Hi, Andrew. Hello, Steve. Very nice to be with you again indeed. Thank you. 
And you have a free transfer, as you were saying. You're now a king's chaplain. You were the queen's chaplain. You're now the king's chaplain. That is true. And that happened on the death of the former queen. So Christmas is coming up. It's a busy time, isn't it, for a vicar, I would imagine? It is. It's a lovely time. There are wonderful things going on with different carol services and celebrations, lots of school services and lots of other ones as well. Are you seeing more people come to the church? Obviously, it's a warm place most of the time in a church. Uh, it costs a fortune to heat the place, I imagine. But are more people coming into church at this time? Um, actually, I think in the last few months, our congregations at both St. Margaret's and St. Andrew's churches have grown a bit, which has been very nice. And we've welcomed a number of new families into both churches. And that's been great. In terms of warm spaces, uh, what's very good is at St. Margaret's, because it, it's terrific location right here in the town centre. It will be offering a warm space on a Monday and a Friday morning from 10 till 1. There'll be a chance there for companionship, board games and tea and coffee. So people will be very welcome to come along then to stay warm. Oh, right. And there are some other warm places, I think, around, aren't there as well? I must grab the dates for those. There's a poster going around. There is. And I think between them, what it means is that Monday to Friday in Uxbridge is covered, which is excellent. So you're doing Midnight Mass? We are indeed. That's at St Andrews at 11.30 on uh, Christmas Eve, 11.30pm, which means that people will receive communion just into Christmas Day, just the other side of midnight. And then how does Christmas Day work for you? Is it fairly normal? You put turkey on and the veg, or are you at church? Well, I'm at church. There's an 8 o'clock service and a 10 o'clock service, but then after that I'm free to enjoy the rest of the day with my family, which is I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I imagine. So you have a little um, passage that you've brought with you there. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, um, I'll read it shortly. It's a summary, really, of what we call the Christmas Gospel. The Gospel is always read at Christmas, the first opening verses of John's Gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the passage, St. John in John's Gospel there is trying to, in poetic language, trying to describe what it is, how the Word of God, the essence of God, took human form and became flesh in the form of the infant Jesus. And that is obviously the essence of the Christmas story of how God joined the human race, if you like, became one of us. Although that is the truth, it's a truth that needs to be told in the form of the, as it is in the form of the Christmas story the birth at Bethlehem, the shepherds, the angels, the wise men, and so on. And the thing that I think always puzzles but also delights me every year at Christmas is the way that this story can withstand being retold again and again and again. There's something about it that speaks to us afresh, however many times we have heard it before. And I think that what it is, is that it's telling us something true about our human condition. We're not alone, that light in the end is stronger than darkness, and that behind all the challenges of our world today, in the end, there is a loving and benign presence, the presence of a loving and benign God. Shall we hear it? The Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, a paraphrase. There has never been a time when God has not told people that he loves them. Right from the beginning and through all the ages, this is what he has told all people everywhere. 
but not all people have understood what God was telling them, even when God was saying, in so many words, come and be members of my family. So this word of God became a human being and lived a human life like ours, so that we could touch and feel what God was telling us. The word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. In him we see the God who can't be seen. In him we see that God loves us. So anybody listening who's thinking, maybe I might pop into church at some point over Christmas, you've got um, Midnight Mass, as you were saying, and then other services between now and then as well? On Sunday evening, this Sunday the 18th, we have a carol service at 7pm, and that's where we hear all the story of Christmas unfolded through different readings and really lovely carols. There is a service at 7pm at both St Andrew's and St Margaret's, safely after the World Cup final has been completed. Ah, (laughs) yes. (laughs) We'd forgotten about that. Indeed, yeah. And are you live streaming services now? Lots of churches seem to be on on YouTube and and live streaming and, and using the internet a lot more. Yes, both St Margaret's and St Andrew's services will be live streamed, so if it's difficult to get out, followable i think on the facebook page of both churches i think is the easiest way to find the link and to join in mm. you know, I hear about local old folks homes who try to tune in to the streams if they can in their sort of communal areas which is great something you couldn't do in the past i suppose we could listen to radio 4 or you know the bbc but having a local service there's something special about that i think I think so. And then, and I think particularly when they do tune in, they may see people they know. Yes. And that, of course, brings it much closer to home. So it is, it's, a, it's far less abstract than either Radio 4 or a televised service from a cathedral, say. Yeah. We're actually blessed with quite a few churches in Uxbridge, aren't we? And um, a, a variety as well. So plenty to choose from, I think, if you're uh, wanting to get involved with the community over Christmas. There certainly is a great range of traditions of Church of England churches, the Roman Catholic Church, the Methodist Church, free churches, the Kingsborough Community Church and the Gospel Hall in um, Kingston Lane. So, And I'm sure there are others, which uh, um, and the Salvation Army and Waterloo Road, there's a church there. So there is plenty of choice, something to suit everybody's tastes, I would think. So we can look forward to Father Christmas for the kids. But yeah, for the adults, perhaps there's something you can do in your community, help out your neighbour. That's kind of message of Christmas, isn't it? Extra plate of dinner or something for your old neighbour, whatever it takes. That's right. I mean, it's a time to to do what we probably ought to do all the time. We always ought to keep an eye out for a neighbour, not just at Christmas. We always ought to check that people are not hungry and not cold. That's something we should do because they're fellow human beings not just at Christmas. But there again, this is part of the significance of Christmas is that it's a particular occasion that reminds us of our responsibilities and truths which apply throughout the year, not just on the 25th of December. Exactly. Well, thank you, Andrew, for coming in, giving us a bit of a taste of what's coming up at the church and Christmas time. That's great. Well, thank you, Steve. It's always um, a delight to come in. So if I may, I'll wish you and all listeners of Uxbridge FM a very happy and peaceful and blessed Christmas. And let's hope that the new year brings light and peace 
above all, peace to Ukraine. That would be a great thing, wouldn't it, for all of us? Thank Definitely. you. Definitely. Thank you. Here we go. A couple of our church leaders in Uxbridge. A busy time for them. That's all for this month on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Do hit subscribe or like, depending on where you're hearing this. I'd like to wish you a happy Christmas. And thanks to Chris Allam for helping out and Luca Nieri for the music. We'll be back in 2023. Take care. See you then.